MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. Uh, Josh, updating everybody on some scores currently going in Major League Baseball, the Royals on top of the Brewers 5-3, Rockies on top of the Mariners. Where was this last night? Uh, 5-1 and their game, their afternoon baseball game, and we got on top of the second Pirates, the D-backs, 0-0. Any market updates here for Major League Baseball or any um, uh, action there going uh, today that you have? Yeah, so a couple. I mean, we hit on a lot of these with Adam Burke in our last segment. So, again, continued movement here towards San Francisco. Keep Mm -hmm. an eye on them tonight. Uh, They went from plus 160 to, like, plus 140. Big move as a road division dog. Uh, St. Louis is also really sharp tonight. This was kind of a pick minus 105 type game. Public says, give me the Cubs with all those stars. Yet, St. Louis has had this line go in their favor. They've gone from... Round minus 105 to now minus 125. Big move toward the Cardinals. Uh, you talk about the White Sox, Pritch. Mm-hmm. Big movement toward the Chai Sox here. They've actually owned uh, Minnesota so far this year. This year, they're, I think they're 12-3 and three against Minnesota. They've been great at home, great as a home favorite in general. So the White Sox have gone from around minus 125 to around minus 155. Uh, also Detroit. Keep an eye on Detroit. They're still around minus 115-ish at home against Texas. But Texas has been one of the worst teams on the road so far this year. Uh, I think they're 13 and 35 there on the road. But the one that I wanted to mention, Pritch, uh, is actually Washington and Miami. So we've seen the Nats uh, really turn it on here as of late. Their bats have gotten going. You know, Juan Soto, maybe the best thing that happened to him was being in that home run derby. We mm-hmm. talked about a lot, Pritch, like home run derbies can screw up your swing and put you in a bad place because instead of just, you know, hitting a ball opposite field or getting on base, you're trying to swing for the fences. It's been the opposite for Soto. This guy's been incredible. Uh, the bats for Washington I've really paced them in the series. They've beaten Miami the first two games, 18 to one, six to three last night. And this one was kind of a weird one because we had to wait on the starter here for Miami. We had to wait. We finally got him. Uh, Nick Nider. He's going up against Eric Fetty tonight here uh, for the Nats. And this was kind of like an opener, like minus one fifteen ish for Washington. It was off the board, came back. It shot up. It's all the way Washington to like minus one forty five. So big move there toward the Nats at home. They would match quite a few systems that I like. 
Uh, steam 15 cents or more on a team off a win. That's 60% this year. Uh, home favorites off a win. That would also be a match 61%. And really what we've seen since June 1st, Pritch, just home favorites uh, favorites in general. Remember, it was a good dog year to start. Chalk has really taken over recently. It's about 61% overall. So I take a shot or keep an eye on uh, Washington here. They've had the, the Marlins number and mm-hmm. really a big move in their favor once that uh, updated pitcher was released. I know, you know, Washington's one of those teams, Josh, I thought they were on that on that fence where they could fall apart and then, okay, they're going to be sellers and uh, everybody's going to be up for grabs. Uh, Scherzer, all these kind of uh, great players, right? Uh, but that's not happening because they're still sticking with it. I mean, they're still scoring a lot of runs, like you mentioned, and getting some quality starts as well from uh, their rotation out there. They really are. And, you know, it was funny when I asked Adam Burke our last, our last segment, I've seen a lot of buzz on Twitter about, the Phillies, the Phillies, the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They're coming for the Mets. The Phillies are in a good spot, plus 400. But I'm act- the more I look at it, Washington, Pritch, keep an eye on them. They're only five and a half games back. Right. No one's really talking about them. Uh, and if you, I think if you look at the latest division odds, they're plus 1,000 right now to win the, the NL East. So that's a team that, again, the whole convo is, will it be Mets or will it be Phillies? You got a team like the Nats lurking in the weeds. Maybe mm-hmm. they get hot late. Remember their World Series year, Pritch? They started like, I don't know, 17 and 35, some terrible record. They got hot at the right time, ended up winning the World Series. But to me, maybe instead of the low-hanging fruit of the Phillies are the team to catch the Mets, maybe there's value on the Nats there, plus 1,000, only five and a half games back. How about that, too, to think about it? Uh, competitive division, uh, they're on a three-game win streak. Uh, the Mets with DeGrom, and so they need another pitcher. Uh, they need to do something before trade deadline. We'll see what happens right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be up for grabs in that division right now. I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, do they get Cindergard back? That's a guy that maybe if he can uh, progress here, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I saw the other day, Chris Sale had a rehab outing and pitched very well. It was double A Portland. So I think, again, you're you're thinking of who are these injured guys who come back, who could come back? What kind of moves could you make through the the deadline here? Uh, But I think if the Mets, if they want to keep an eye on this division and stay on top, you might have to add some pitching here. I think their lineup's okay. Right. You need one more starter if the Grom's out for a while. Yeah, we had Thor out here, Syndergaard out here, the AAA team. He was phenomenal to watch (laughs) on the bump out here in Vegas throwing uh, heat uh, for the AAA (laughs) team affiliate for the Mets out here in Las Vegas a few years ago. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. Happy to bring on to the program right now Benjamin Albright, uh, football analyst for KOA out there in Denver, Colorado. Benjamin, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Doing great. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, so many people I've talked to or spoken with recently uh, have the same opinion that the Broncos are just a quarterback away but yet they have a quarterback competition, which is never really a good situation to be in. Uh, can you give us a status update on the two quarterbacks out there, Teddy and Drew, in terms of what they're looking like uh, as they approach training camp? Well, through, uh, through OTAs and mini camps, it's pretty much a dead heat. It's going to be a dead heat for at least the first two weeks of uh, a training camp with the reps divvied up. They're, they're basically polar opposites as quarterbacks. Uh, Drew Locke is a you know, high-velocity passer who, who wants to push the ball deep. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater never met the, the check down he didn't want to throw. and uh, So it's, it's kind of a Jay Cutler versus Alex Smith kind of thing out here. Um, mm-hmm. There are some of the receivers, like Jerry Judy, who developed a bit of a chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater uh, like that more catchable ball that he, he puts out there. And then there's some guys like Courtland Sutton, Tim Patrick, like the balls that, that Drew Locke throws. Uh, and both of them have their strengths and weaknesses. The one thing that I would, uh, you know, I guess I would caution people on this on is, is people keep saying that Teddy is the safe option. And that's, that's not really true. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's never thrown more than 15 touchdowns in a season. And last year he had 11 interceptions, uh, which is, you know, not that many short of what, uh, of what Drew Locke threw in, in, you know, and Drew Locke only played 12 games. So it, it's, it really is. I don't think that this year's one's a safer option is which guy gets you the best chance to score the most amount of points and uh we're going to see that bear out in a, in a competition here in a couple weeks benjamin thanks so much for joining us today and uh, now with the nba over i think it's just uh full steam ahead here with the nfl only 50 days away from opening day but uh any updates on aaron Rodgers? i think this is the big one that everyone's looking out for remember we saw that leak report that they offered him a two-year deal to make him the highest paid player in the nfl he turned it down uh my question is any updates on Rodgers, and then also is it worth taking a shot on the Vikings here in that division? You know, Vikings are plus 250. If Rodgers doesn't play, is traded or sits out or does jeopardy or whatever, you would imagine that the Vikings would be the biggest beneficiary there. So any updates on Rodgers? And would you take a shot on the Vikings plus 250 to win that division? 
Well, let me start with the Vikings question. I, I'd probably take a flyer on that anyway. You know, I tend to take a couple of flyers when I'm when I'm placing the divisional bets just to, you know, just to cover it. And, and you know, sometimes you'll end up coming out ahead on those kinds of things anyway. Uh, so I, I'd take a flyer on it. I wouldn't take a high-money flyer on it, but I, I would take a flyer on it. Uh, that said, uh, with the Aaron Rodgers situation, I mean, I reported back in May uh, that the Vikings offered, I mean, excuse me, the Packers offered him a two-year extension worth $40-plus million each year, fully guaranteed, and he turned it down flat. I don't know why that report just resurfaced this past week, but uh, – um, that's that's not new news. Uh, as far as the rest of it goes, you know, I, Aaron Rodgers wants to be in Denver. I'll tell you that. Uh, for people close to him, he wants to be in Denver. Um, he doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. And I talked to somebody this past weekend who said the Packers kind of reached out privately through an intermediary and said, hey, look, um, we can't trade you this year because whoever we trade you to, you're going to torpedo the draft value we get back just by being on that team. So can you play it out one more year in Green Bay? We'll trade you after the season, uh, and, and that way everybody happy and I think that's the latest stance that the Packers have on this I you know I don't know if that reports out there I, I, I'm just putting that out there here so uh, but it, as, as I understand it that's that's where the Packers stand they definitely don't want to trade him right now he doesn't want to be there and um, everybody's just kind of holding their cards close to their chest as we get closer to training camp good grief this is a mess <laughs> this is an absolute mess so you said a flyer on the Vikings I mean that's not a flyer anymore because I, I think the Packers uh, they're in peril. I, I mean, they're going to lose Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not engaged. How good is Jordan Love? Is he going to be ready to go uh, this year, Ben? Uh, talks that I've had with uh, with people on that staff are, are not very positive with regard to that. I know there's a lot of positive PR coming out about him right now. You know, all the beat report, oh, he looks great and all this kind of stuff. But the quote I got was not ready to lead an NFL offense, and um, that's you know that's that's pretty uh, that's a pretty bad indictment of where they stand as it is. Uh, they really haven't gone out and grabbed anybody else. I mean, they only got Blake Bortles up there and Kurt Benkert or whatever. But those guys are just kind of guys. I mean, Blake Bortles was the fourth string quarterback in Denver last year. That's that's saying something. So. I, you know, I, I think that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for the Packers this year, then that, that flyer on that Vikings pick suddenly becomes a golden ticket. Benjamin, talking about, you know, NFL MVP, that's another prop bet here that's going to get a lot of attention as we get closer to week one. But uh, we have Patrick Mahomes, the favorite, plus 500, you know, followed by Rodgers, plus 800. He's still out there, even though there's questions about where he'll play or if he'll play. And you have some interesting guys like Josh Allen, 12 to 1, a couple guys around 20 to 1, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Brady, the old man, still doing it, 16-1. to 1. Anyone you're really high on this year, if you're looking at an MVP, yeah, I know you can't really go wrong with Mahomes here, but anyone catch your guy or just in general a quarterback or a player that you think could have a really big year this year? Well, I laid three. Um, I, I laid on Mahomes and I laid on Allen. And then the, the sleeper that I have is Matt Ryan. Uh, he's going to get Arthur Smith out there being his offensive coordinator. There's going to be a lot of Max Protect type stuff. And Matt Ryan has done really well without the extra protection over the last couple of years, at least in terms of putting numbers up. If they can get any kind of defense and start stacking wins there in Atlanta, he's, he jumps into that conversation. He's steady. He's reliable. He's going to at least be in the conversation. And so uh, Matt Ryan, I think, is a sneaky play uh, to try and get that uh, to try and get that MVP. Speaking with the Benjamin Albright, uh, football analyst for KOA out there in Denver, Colorado, knows the NFL hands down, inside out as well. Benjamin, uh, why are people sleeping on – maybe they're not sleeping. Maybe I'm the only one thinking I'm awake on Ryan Tannehill at 22-1. to 1. He scored 40 touchdowns, seven rushing, 33 passing. Uh, he's got Julio Jones uh, teamed up with uh, A.J. Brown out there. I mean, and Derrick Henry. Uh, this is a guy I think offensively – uh, without Arthur Smith, uh, could find a next level. Well, I, you know, I, I don't doubt any of the talent on the field. I doubt the play caller there in Tennessee. That's okay. a problem. If you looked at Todd Downing and you look at his last stint as an offensive coordinator, he took Billy Musgrave's offense, which was, I believe, sixth in the NFL there for the Raiders, and drove it all the way to 24th with the exact same personnel. Uh, and so, it, you know, Todd Downing's play calling was uh, was atrocious. It was it was just bad. Now, I'm hoping, for Ryan Tannehill's sake and Derrick Henry and all of them, I'm hoping that he's he's got it this second time around. But if, if you want to if you want to be ever be nervous about a bet, bet, the, bet on Ryan Tannehill and then go back and look at old Todd Downing tape uh, and, and play calling and oh man it's bad <laughs> Benjamin let's stick in your division there uh, looking at the AFC uh, AFC North um, you know look at the Chargers or the AFC West the Chargers nine nine and a half win total this year it's it's juiced up under though minus 130 they went seven and nine last year obviously you can't kick around Anthony Lynn anymore he's gone you got a new young stud coach with a lot of promise here they made a bunch of moves in the draft added some free agents to solidify that offensive line what do you think about the Chargers? They're a trendy pick to go over, 
but they're with their win total. But really, the odds makers are making you pay a higher price on the under nine and a half. They went seven and nine last year. Can they win three more games? What's your take overall on the Chargers here? I think the odds makers know what they're doing there. Um, I think it's going to be a year or two before the Chargers get to where they need to be. They got a lot of young pieces, and I think that they can be something. They got the right coach, but it's going to be a minute. Anthony Lynn, the problem with him wasn't the design of the offense, it was situational play calling because he was using Max Protect PA shot plays that really highlighted the, the strengths of his young quarterback. And now they're going to be switching to basically that New Orleans offense. And, you know, you want to talk about another bad offensive coordinator. Lombardi was terrible in Detroit uh, before getting replaced up there. Now he's in charge in uh, uh, the with the Chargers, and I, I'm not buying it, at least not early. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that Staley will get that defense cooking eventually, but uh, I, I think they're a year or two away, to be honest with you. And I, the under, I, I think, is the safer play, and that's why it's it's juiced where it is. Speaking with Benjamin Albright, uh, football analyst for KOA out there in Denver, follow him on Twitter at Albright NFL. Benjamin, where are you with the Kansas City Chiefs? I know everybody's high on Patrick Mahomes, and, and rightly so. But the rest of the roster, you had turnover on the offensive line, defense, some turnover there. Also, maybe some legal issues going on on that side of the ball. They got knocked down off their pedestal uh, with Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Are you looking for them to have a big year coming up in 2021? I do, but the blueprint is out there now, and, and that blueprint started when uh, that second game against the Broncos when Vic Fangio, you know, kind of laid it out there. It's the exact same game plan that Tampa switched to in the Super Bowl. Tampa was a was a man blitzing defense. They switched to that uh, that quarters match, you know, keep the play in front of you kind of thing. And I think the the key to beating Pat Mahomes now, people have figured out, is keep the play in front of you, make them eat the clock, make them slow it down, and beat you, and and, and get down to the red zone, and, and hope you can hold them to field goals, and then hope you get lucky on the off offensive side of the ball and and so we'll see how many teams are able to execute that blueprint but the blueprint is out there now and we'll see if he's able to overcome it and, and who's able to execute it yeah i think what's interesting there ben is the fact that you know the chiefs are a huge popular public play mm-hmm. highest win total 12 and a half but it's juiced up under minus 135 so uh again pull back the curtain why are the odds makers making you pay why are they giving you plus money on the over when people want to bet the over anyway Tells me maybe not so fast there with uh, with the Chiefs this season. Uh, but I want to switch it up. Ask you about Comeback Player of the Year Award. This is, this is an award that really doesn't get much publicity, but it can cash a bet just like any other bet. We have Dak Prescott, the favorite here, plus 180. Saquon, plus 500. McCaffrey, plus 600. Gallic Burrow, plus 800 as well. Um, I'm really leaning Dak Prescott here. Uh, Benjamin, you know, really stud offense. You know, a lot of weapons. CeeDee Lamb, year two. Better offensive line, you would think. Also, you know, Zeke Elliott, maybe a bounce back year. Would you bet Dak Prescott comeback player of the year or does someone else catch your eye? Maybe Burrow, uh, maybe one of these other guys, Saquon or McCaffrey. I'd steer clear of Burrow uh, just because that offensive line is not great. He's coming back off the injury. Um, but McCaffrey and, and especially Dak, I think, are the, are the money plays. Um, if, you, if, you're getting, uh, if you're getting good value, take a look on the defensive side of the ball. Von Miller coming back is kind of on a mission. If he gets a 12-sack, 14-sack season, you know, he might be in that conversation as well. Um, so And that defense, that secondary for, for Denver looks tough. So you figure that the, the front two, uh, the front five ought to be able to get some sacks this year. Uh, but Dak Prescott, I feel like that's the leader in the clubhouse. You watched him play in that offense last year he was lights out before he got hurt and um you know i, I think that to me he figures to be the guy sneaky ben roethlisberger might be in there but um you know i, I to me the money should be on back we got offense rookie of the year odds too benjamin uh trevor lawrence plus 300 Najee harris plus 600 don't like their offensive line situation you just mentioned big ben though and then trey lance plus 700 uh with the 49ers your thoughts um, I, you know, I don't like any of those. I'm taking Zach Wilson for rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, I, I love what they're doing up there in New York and what they put together. I think they've got the right line, the right offense. And uh, I think Zach Wilson from everybody I've talked to, he looks lights out so far at minicamp. So uh, I think he's going to be the one that impresses sneaky, impresses people. So I, I don't know what the odds are on him right now, but I take him for rookie of the year. Plus 900 for Zach Wilson. <laughs> there you go. Pretty Pretty good number, yeah. And let's flip it over to defensive. You know, we look at offensive rookie of the year. It's pretty much Trevor Lawrence odds on favorite. Defense is completely wide open. You have nobody. You know, your top uh, favorite would be Micah Parsons here at plus 400. Got a lot of guys right around there. Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, Jamin Davis. Uh, anyone that jumps out to you, and especially in your neck of the woods, Benjamin, uh, Patrick Sertan, he's 12-1. to 1. Uh, Any of these rookies defensively that maybe you're high on going into this year? 
Well, Parsons deserves to be the favorite just based on what what you expect out of him. The rest of them, it's going to be interesting. Phillips, I think, is probably the sneaky play. With Pat Sertan, the, the question is how much is he going to see the field? I mean, you've got a deep secondary there in, you know, in Denver. Uh, they, they went out and spent money on Darby. you got Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller ahead of him, Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson at the safeties. They, they figured to move him around a lot, and they have moved around a lot of OTAs. But with Sertan, I just don't know how much he's going to be on the field to make those big plays um, you know, in, in season one. So I don't know if he's going to be up for rookie of the year. But I uh, the smart bet is Parsons. We're speaking with Benjamin Albright, host, football analyst, KOA, out there in Denver, Colorado, the flagship station for Denver Broncos. Also follow him on Twitter at Albright NFL. I want to go back to the NFC North real quick because of that flyer situation. I'm highly intrigued by now uh, with the Vikings because of the mess uh, with the Packers. Clint Kubiak's taken over as offensive coordinator. Now, Gary, um, I'm assuming, Ben, that he's groomed his son, Clint, to, to have this role. And uh, can, he, can he perform, though, at the level needed for the Vikings to have success this year? Well, that's going to be the question. You know, obviously, he's been around some of the greatest offensive minds for quite a long time. But the question is, can he hit the ground running with that? Um, I, I know he's a little bit more aggressive uh, than his old man used to be, so mm-hmm. uh, you expect a little bit more passing than uh, uh, than previously. But uh, uh, you know, it, it's just so tough. I, I you, you don't know what he is a situational play caller, and you, you never know if he's one of those guys going to get a, a case of the tight cheeks, you know, and go a little conservative. And um, you know, we, we watched Brian Schottenheimer kind of do that at times, and so I, you know, it's it's, it's interesting to see. I, I think that uh, I, I would uh, I would not bet on him best his old man in his uh, in his rookie season as a play caller. Okay. Benjamin, one other quarterback, obviously, maybe that is a beneficiary in a way uh, of all this, you know, publicity and craziness and chaos with Aaron Rodgers is Deshaun Watson. You know, because of Rodgers, Watson's kind of flying under the radar. We're not talking about him much. He still has these legal issues. You know, the win total for Houston is the lowest of any team in the NFL. It's at four. And the under four is minus 115. So we could be in for a, a really terrible year here for the Texans. But have you heard anything about Deshaun Watson? Do you expect to see him take the field at all this year? I do not. Um, everything I've heard is he's going to go on the commissioner's exempt list, and uh, nobody's touching him until these uh, these issues get adjudicated. Uh, he privately he's been telling people he wants Miami, he wants to reunite Will Will Fuller uh, out there. They've got the picks and the ammo to make that happen uh, if everything were to get settled in his favor. But um, you know, there's some other teams sniffing around. Carolina's desperate for him. Philly uh, has has made some phone calls about him. But from what I understand, he's not playing this season unless there's some kind of settlement across the board, and it happens quickly. It's Benjamin Albright again, host. Reporter, football analyst, KOA, uh, the NFL. He covers everything. Follow him on Twitter at Albright NFL. Benjamin, that was awesome. Thanks again. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Take care right there, Benjamin Albright. Uh, and I do remember, he did remember, I, I, I do remember him reporting about that extension offered to Aaron Rodgers a long time ago. But then uh, here you go with, with Schefter uh, trying to, uh, I guess, generate some interest again or, or some more drama here with the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. Trying to steal his thunder. He's got to credit our guy, <laughs> Benjamin. You know, what's great about Benjamin, uh, his word per minute must be uh, the best of any interview <laughs> that we have because the amount of content we get and just fire. I mean, like I'm ready for four questions. I got to get ready for like five or six year Pritch, but the biggest takeaway for me, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Miami, does he sit out the year? Does it make a trade next year? Uh, I can imagine in Miami, if, if you make that move happen, uh, once all this stuff is cleared, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, that could really change the face of the NFL if he goes to the Dolphins. Yeah, I heard Michael Lombardi talk about the same thing, that the Denver Broncos are quarterback away, too. So uh, a lot of people are feeling that way. If they saw the quarterback competitions, I hate them, Josh. But uh, if somebody can emerge and, and lead this team, they got a, a talented, talented roster out there in Denver. I agree. Cam Newton or Mac Jones? That's another court. You got another hour? I can talk about that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's get to media days in college football. The ACC. How about Clemson? Heavy, heavy favorite. I thought this conference was more competitive. We'll discuss the odds coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. Josh, ACC territory, Clemson, uh, heavier favorite to win their conference than Alabama. Uh, We went over that yesterday, minus 165. We have Clemson, uh, minus 900 to win the ACC championship. North Carolina, plus 850. Miami, plus 900. Uh, your thoughts on the ACC? I thought it was going to be more competitive this year. Yeah, I did too. And it seems like just until, as long as Dabo Sweeney is there at Clemson and they keep churning out these recruits, it seems like no one's going to even come close. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and again, it's not like yesterday where, I, I'll be honest with you, Pritch, after the show, I went to go bet Alabama minus 165 to win the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as, you, as you know, I, I, I throw a lot at you and I take some back. Uh, and I put in some bets after we talk about them. So it helps me uh, to hopefully make some good bets as well. But, Absolutely. Um, I, I won't to hear Pritch. You know, it's interesting. Clemson is minus 900. Now you say to yourself, that's a layup. They're going to win this division. Obvious this conference, obviously, but are you going to tie up your bankroll for, you know, four or five months with a minus 900 when limits are kind of low and you have to risk so much to get so little back to me, there's really no value there. Uh, so even though it's kind of like, it sounds like a, a locker guarantee, which of course there's no such thing as a locker guarantee. The number's so high, uh, it kind of scares you away or doesn't create any value to bet Clemson in that spot. Now, one that jumped out to me, Pritch, is North Carolina. Right. Uh, North Carolina 
Uh, and I'll let you run with this. I'll tee you up, Pritch. But their win total is nine and a half. It's juiced up over mm-hmm. minus 120. So you have a little juice to the over. Odds makers telling you, hey, they could be in for a good year this year. They went eight and four last year. And I think what you're betting on with North Carolina with the Tar Heels is Sam Howell. I looked at the latest odds to go number one overall in the draft here, Pritch. And it's Spencer Rattler, still the favorite, plus okay. 225. But you have Sam Howell right behind him, plus 250. Uh, Thibodeau, the, the uh, good defensive player there from Oregon, he's plus 350. It's kind of those are the only guys like less than plus 700. But you're be- Sam Howell is becoming kind of a a one A 1A to one B uh, with Spencer Rattler. So if he has a good year, can he win you two more games? That win total is juiced up. I think I'm looking at North Carolina over nine and a half wins, Bridge. Well, you got Mac Brown out there too, and just in a few years, this guy has done wonders. I mean, it starts with quarterback. How he's all that too, but uh, I, I think Mac Brown. Uh, is one of those type of coaches that can turn around a program instantly like he's already done. Uh, looking at the win totals, too, uh, what you mentioned about North Carolina, so there's juiced up to the over, and Clemson is juiced up to the under. So go That's figure right impression. there, right? And, and they're <laughs> minus 900. Yeah, seriously. So I guess maybe they're expecting, hey, a stumble here. You know, uh, DJ Ugalele, Pritch, I can't spell <laughs> that name. Yes, but, that's it. Uh, I did okay. Yeah, I can't spell it. I can maybe uh, fake my way and pronounce it, but um, maybe it's just, hey, rookie quarterback, or, you know, we saw him a little bit last year when Lawrence was hurt, but right. uh, maybe there'll be a bit of a transition, uh, the recruiting class, maybe there's an issue there. But um, to me, that's interesting. I, I, I'm surprised by that, Pritch. Maybe it's just such a high number. It's almost like with the Chiefs, you know, 12 and a half juice to the under, maybe Clemson juice to the under there, minus 120. So something to keep in mind, but definitely surprised by that, Pritch. Yeah, the different divisions there. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if North Carolina takes care of business, a Clemson schedule is insanely easy after Georgia. I mean, it's incredible. I, I don't know about Boston College this year. Uh, I know they have a, a quarterback people are excited about. What do you, what do you have on, on the quarterback up there at Boston College? Um, I know it's definitely a guy who uh, they're intrigued by, you know, BC. And it's funny, Pritch, you know, college sports don't really mean anything in New England. I hate to break it <laughs> okay. to anybody. We're, Jerkovic, we're all... <laughs> I think his name is, yeah. Yeah, Jerkovic. And I think he worked out with Cam Newton or somebody. Okay. Uh, he's worked out with some of these uh, these stars here. But, uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, college football, anywhere else you go outside of New England, it's just the most <laughs> popular thing in the world. In New England, it's like, what, college football, what? People do this on Saturdays? Uh, so it's just kind of funny. But I would say, you know, BC – the overs minus 130. The win total is seven. Seems based on the odds makers that uh, getting over that hump over seven, maybe getting eight wins. Looks like they're a little bit high on, on Yurkovic uh, and Yurkovic. the BC Eagles here, Prince. Okay. Yurkovic's better than Jerkovic, probably. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And then Miami, nine and a half win total. Uh, you're looking at the uh, under juiced uh, one minus 145. Uh, some question marks, certainly, about the quarterback out there. Yeah, I think that's all Derek King, a guy yeah. who's electric but is coming off that injury. So what are you going to get out of him? Uh, and then also, Pritch, Florida State, what's intriguing is they're five and a half. You know, I'm 34. When I was younger, like teenager, early 20s, Florida State was the best team around. They've c- kind of fallen on hard times here recently. But five and a half is juiced up over. Could that be a buy low over? Can they win you seven? Uh, can they win you six games? The juice to the over is intriguing. What do you think about the Seminoles, Pritch? I got my eye on them. That's for sure. It's like Clemson. Uh, I'm just not going to anoint them the championship i mean right now the odds are suggesting to do that but that turnover with the culture they got a brand new guy dj um he's gonna have to get experience they got georgia to, out the gate so that's a big game right there for clemson so uh i'm gonna keep an eye on a lot of teams in the acc that's for sure in particular north carolina uh, when we continue with the program uh, we'll return back to the nfl nfc east receiving totals coming up next This week's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a cast reunion of the 2014 TV series Horse Players. Jockeys Guild CEO Terry Meeks discusses the ring crop controversy in last week's Haskell Stakes and DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello handicaps weekend races, including Saturday's Coaching Club American Oaks at Saratoga. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
or download it Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcast. Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Richard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Uh, so, Josh, the always exciting category, receiving totals, uh, NFC East. They have some pretty good receivers in this division. Uh, let's start with uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, 1,200.5 receiving yards, six touchdowns uh, for him. Yeah, I'm looking at the over there, Pritch. And again, by the way, when we do uh, NFL receiving uh, props, do you get excited? I want to see Pritchard up there over under uh, 1,250. You know what I'm saying? A long time Uh, ago. But, but Pritch, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, looking at Terry McLaurin, this is a guy I'm really high on. Mm -hmm. Breakaway speed. Uh, He put up 1,118 yards with who was throwing in the ball last year? Seriously. And again, uh, to me, it's a bump here, not only adding Curtis Samuel uh, at his opposite end, you know, making defenses be a little more honest. They can't just key on McLaurin. Uh, that could open up some opportunities here where maybe a, less, a few less double teams there. Uh, and But again, you know, Fitzpatrick, I'm a big fan of. You know, you've, you've told me to temper my expectations with Fitzmagic here, which I think is probably a wise decision here, Pritch. Uh, but I think just in terms of a veteran who can throw the ball downfield and is willing to take chances and thread some needles, I think that's going to benefit McLaurin. So uh, can he break 1,200 and a half? I think he can. I'm, I'm kind of high on McLaurin this year, Pritch. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's not afraid to throw interceptions, Josh. Uh, 23, 15, 10, 15, 12, 15, 17. Uh, the guy can uh, throw some double-digit interceptions, but he's a gunslinger, though. He's he's that type of quarterback. I, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of how much freedom he's going to have, but uh, knowing uh, a guy like this has nothing to lose at all uh, could be a big year for the receiving core for sure. How about Mari Cooper? Uh, big things expected of Dak Prescott. He's 11.75 and a half receiving yards, seven and a half receiving touchdowns. Yeah, I think Cooper and obviously C.D. Lamb are going to be two huge beneficiaries of Dak Prescott returning here. Remember, Cooper was a guy uh, traded a first-round pick for, uh, and he kind of, you know, Cooper, you know, he's like kind of, you know, hit or miss sometimes. But if you actually look at his numbers, Pritch, they're pretty good. He had 1,114 receiving yards last year mm-hmm. again with. Ben Naducci and these quarterbacks who will they ever play in the league again? I'm not sure, but he had to play with these backups still at a thousand yard season. You know, can he get you 50 more yards that are you know, 60 more yards than last year with Dak coming back with the connection that they've had throughout the years. I think that's definitely an opportunity there. Now I'll throw this one at you, Pritch, you know, okay. Curtis Samuel, a guy I just mentioned, he had 851 receiving yards with Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. He's switching teams going to Washington. His over under is 700 and a half yards. That seems really low to me. Uh, but how hard is it switching teams? When you switch teams, Pritch, how hard is it acclimating a new quarterback, a new system? You know, gave him a lot of money to come over there. Uh, but will that be a learning curve? Is the reason why Samuel's number is low because he's changing teams? Could that be an impediment to him? Um, it could be an impediment, but he's coming from Carolina, right? And I believe Turner is the coordinator uh, out there in Washington with the football team. So there's some familiarity there. Uh, it'll be kind of a similar system that he's run before. And so uh, it's just getting used to your teammates. You got a new quarterback. Everybody's got to get used to Fitzmagic. Uh, but that's why you have training camp. I think Curtis Samuel will be able to pick up that offense, though. Yeah, I think so. And again, you know, he's, his over-under is, what, 150 yards less than when he produced last year. Right. And you're adding a seven, uh, 17th game. It worries me how much I like that Samuel over here, Pritch, the more I, <laughs> the more I think about it. Um, let me throw one at you, Kenny okay. Galladay. Oh, yeah. Your full transparency. I'm in. I'm in a fantasy football league with my buddies. Uh, it's through Yahoo. We've been doing it since I was in middle school. You want, you know how old I am, Pritch? I'm 34. But when it says like how long you've been, have you been a member since the year 2000? When I was 13 years old, we've been having this league. Uh, and I drafted Holiday uh, Galladay last year. Okay. Super high on Galladay. He gets hurt. Gives me nothing last year. So maybe maybe I'm just down on Galladay overall. Uh, but injuries. Injuries have really bit him. He had two great years there. Um, you know, with Stafford, now he goes over to the Giants. His totals a uh, thousand and a half yards. Mm-hmm. Again, only three thirty-eight last year with a lot of injuries. But also, Daniel Jones is throwing him the ball. I'm looking at Daniel Jones' numbers, Pritch. He threw for three thousand and twenty-seven yards in his rookie year. He threw for twenty-nine hundred forty-three in his second year. This is a guy that doesn't give you a lot of yardage. And if he does it again, are a third of his yards going to go directly to uh, Galladay here? I kind of like the under there, but is he just going to be healthy and maybe have another monster year? What's your take on Galladay there in New York? Well, it depends on that offensive line. If that comes together for the Giants, like I said, they traded up for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has to have a big year. 
Uh, Galladay is going to help that. Uh, the time that I had him on my fantasy, Josh, he went for, what, uh, 11 touchdown receptions, uh, almost 1,200 yards. That was back in 2019. So he's capable of doing that. I love the size on him. I think he's a red zone mismatch, 6'4". You know, being a big receiver like that, 6'4", 220. Uh, so the Giants get into the red zone. I, I think he could put up some numbers here. Uh, looking at receiving touchdowns, five and a half right there for Galladay. Yeah, huge target, and obviously opposite Slayton and Pritch. I'm glad you got the good, uh, you know, the good Galladay there your year. I got the bad <laughs> one last year, but that, that's the way the cookie crumbles here every now and again. But uh, you are right, big target. Mm-hmm. Can you get maybe touchdowns would be more of the one to uh, to look at here? Can he get you six or more red zone? He's a great target to have there uh, when need when need to score there uh, in the in the red zone. I'll throw Devonta Smith at you, Pritch. What do you make of Devonta Smith? You, me and you have been doing shows for quite a long time here. Right. We've gone through. Devontae Smith in college. We've gone through the draft with him. Now he's a rookie. His over under 749 and a half. 17 games. I know it's a learning curve here, but uh, I kind of like that over. I'm, I'm still concerned about his small frame and will he hold up mm-hmm. with the rigors of the NFL? But can he get you 750 yards? Uh, he could break away a couple, uh, a couple long 100 yard games and, you know, get you halfway there or a quarter of the way there. What's your take? Uh, on Smith this year with Philly. If he can stay outside the numbers, uh, I could go over that total, 749 and a half. But if he has to come inside the numbers, uh, I'm afraid for him. He is so thin. Josh, I was told my rookie year, you have not been hit yet until you get to the National Football League. And that was true. Uh, I saw Henry Ruggs third in Carolina. He got walloped uh, and he kind of disappeared for a while. And he's a bigger guy than uh, Smith is. So uh, Smith is going to have to get used to the physicality in the National Football League, that's for sure. I think you're right, Pritch. And again, you know, uh, we have to see, and we had a comp there kind of with Ruggs, a speedster, but Mm -hmm. a kind of a slight type of guy. Uh, And also, you got to deal with Jalen Hurts. You know, I I like Jalen Hurts quite a bit in college. But, uh, you know, the the jury is out on Jalen Hurts, what he can do with Philly here. I don't think he's going to be automatically their QB of the future. This is a big prove-it year for Jalen Hurts. I agree with that as well. A lot of things going on with that offense uh, with Philly, uh, as well as the defense. I think the defense is going to be sound for the Eagles out there. uh, But offense, a lot of question marks for sure. When we continue to program, we got Team USA Basketball, some odds uh, as they uh, round out their roster. They're in, in Tokyo as well, getting ready for the Olympics. And also Josh Applebaum's grossest player today. We got all that and more coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No one raises the stakes for MLS action like BetMGM. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VEASAN100. And if your first wager is a $1 Moneyline bet on the New York Red Bulls or Toronto Football Club, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If you're betting in Pennsylvania, you'll get $100 in free bets if the team you bet on wins. So download the app today. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117. For help in Michigan, 800-GAMBLER. In New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1 800 bets off in Iowa and Tennessee, call or text the red line 800 889 9789. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. Josh, uh, the NBA Finals over. Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations. Now we turn to USA basketball in the Olympics. Now USA women's soccer team, they lose. Uh, so a lot of people are nervous about that. Are you nervous about USA men's basketball? Here's the odds. They're minus 350 uh, to win the Tokyo Olympics out there. So it's funny, Pritchard, as a contrarian, I look for buy low opportunities here. And oftentimes when you're buying low, it's because of bad news, of bad things happening, but maybe you're getting a better number overall. So obviously with Team USA, we've seen them lose a couple really bad games. They lost to Nigeria. They lost to Australia. I think they were, what, like 17, 20-point favorites in those games, and they lose outright. But here's where I think you could maybe buy low on Team USA right now, not only because we're we're patriotic Americans here, Pritch, but uh, they open minus 1,000 to win the Olympics. Uh, Team USA, they lose to Nigeria, they go down to minus 800. Right. Uh, once they lose to Australia, they're not minus 600. Now they're minus 350. So to me, uh, the fact that they open minus 1,000, that's really the odds makers telling you, hey, you know, Team USA should win this thing. They've had a couple stumbles here. They're down to minus 350. That's a decent number to get down on right now. I think mm-hmm. minus 350, you're buying low on this bad news. I would look to bet USA minus 350 right now. And also think, you know, there was a, a feeling out period. I, you know, I, I read something about Jason Tatum and the Celtics, you know, trying to feel, uh, get a feel for his new teammates. He didn't really know. They didn't know how to play with each other before. Maybe it's a situation where these, these bad losses, which make you get scared about team USA uh, could end up benefiting them down the road. And maybe coach pop uh, Popovich here uses that uh, as a teachable moment. So I think the fact that they open minus a thousand, they're down to minus 350. You mm-hmm. say, Ooh, that's not good. They're, they're not as favored as they were before. To me, this is the time to buy low on them, and maybe those losses are, are a learning curve for them that uh, will benefit them down the road and hopefully 
hopefully uh, root for Team USA, Pritch. I hope they win it all. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I would think the focus would get narrowed there in Tokyo and certainly start focusing on the game. I mean, this team is more talented than any team in the field for sure. But the chemistry, what you just mentioned, on the court has to materialize. And now, as a, an American, though, uh, and we are about cashing tickets, can you get yourself there, Joe, though, Josh? I mean, if you saw another team on the board in which you thought had a chance to beat Team USA, could you get yourself there as a better uh, to try to cash that ticket? I think, Pritch, you know, we're all in the business of, of winning plays and, and, you know, doing whatever we can. So uh, hopefully we don't get kicked out next time we try to leave the country and come back. But I would say, you know, don't bet with your head, bet with your heart. Right. Or, sorry, flip oh, it the other way. Other don't way. bet with You're, your heart, okay. bet with your head. Gotcha. That, that's a slip of the tongue, a Freudian slip right there, Pritch. But uh, that's something that as a data-driven better, you always want to keep in the back of your head. Um, but, you know, I would say, and this is uh, from our friend John Ewing at BetMGM, does a great job, you know, spitting out these numbers for us. The highest liability for uh, BetMGM is actually Australia, Slovi Slovenia, mm -hmm. and Nigeria here, mm -hmm. uh, Pritch. So uh, that's telling you that from a perspective of maybe smart money, it looks like Australia, Slovenia, and Nigeria took in some big wagers here. So Team USA, to me, is in a buy-low spot, but maybe these other teams, Australia, Slovenia, and Nigeria, are the ones the odds makers are hoping lose because uh, maybe these bigger wagers are buying low on these teams that uh, really aren't getting a lot of publicity but are getting a high ticket count here. Yeah, as a casual better, I'm all on Team USA, minus 350. I could do that. I don't know if I can get myself there, though, as a better yet. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and we'll see how these develop. You know, we'll get the lines for these mm -hmm. games. You know, these spreads are all, you know, 15 points, something around there, uh, some up to 20. Uh, but again, I like the fact that they stumbled early. Uh, to me, that's a good sign that even though they didn't win these games and they look bad, Maybe it brings them back down to earth. Popovich really hammers home, hey, we got to play team basketball. Maybe you play harder in the gym. You say, we can't just roll out the, the balls there, the red, white, and blue, and expect to blow doors off everybody. We actually got to work at this thing. We got to play as a team. Maybe those losses benefit them, and now you're getting a better number, minus 350. Okay, we hope that Team USA is focused for the Tokyo Olympics, uh, certainly. Uh, turning to Major League Baseball, Josh, I didn't ask you this earlier about any plays you might have had during the day baseball. Uh, right now we got the Royals on top of the Brewers 6-3. to three. Rockies 6-3 over the Mariners. Day baseball, Diamondbacks 2-1 uh, over the uh, Pirates right now as well. Yeah, so I've had a couple sweats overall. Uh, the Mets were a good one earlier okay. today. I wrote about that one in the VEASAN newsletter, um, and, and that was a good move to the Mets. I think they opened mm -hmm. like minus 120. They got steamed up to around minus 135. They rolled in that one behind Stroman, 7 nothing. Right. Uh, took a shot on Baltimore, Tampa Bay, over 8.5. Pritch, that was a sweat and a half. <laughs> you actually had a walk-off there by Austin Meadows to catch the over 8.5. Uh, that one seemed a little weird to me. Uh, I am on Milwaukee right now, and the Brewers – uh, the Brew Crew, you're not making any beer for me. This is bad beer. This is this is bitter beer face. The Brewers uh, at home against KC. KC's been terrible on the road. KC's up six to three. You had a big move. Uh, that was my interleague line move system to Milwaukee, uh, and they moved pretty big. I think they're like minus 160 up to like almost minus 180. Uh, so we'll see. They still got a couple innings here. Uh, bottom of the eighth now, I think. But Milwaukee uh, making me sweat this one against KC. Oh wow. Okay. So turning to some other games on the schedule, we had uh, Adam Burke. Uh, on the show earlier, he gave us a great breakdown on some games. He's on, uh, I believe he was on the not the Rangers, uh, uh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit's got uh, the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers kind of have Joey Gallo uh, floating out there, and you just never know about chemistry or teams, uh, Josh. In these situations, we talked about the Cardinals and the Cubs, even uh, a situation right there with the Cubs that could be interesting. Yeah, a lot of options here. So uh, let's start with Detroit. I'm on Detroit. I took a minus 117. I'm getting a little nervous because a lot of these books are Tigers now down to minus 115. I see a minus 113 right now. Mm -hmm. But I'll stick with my play. You know, one thing is, you know, I'm glad I didn't do it yesterday was we talked about, hey, you know, I, I was holding a Suns ticket there for the series. You could get a better number. Do you bet the Suns again? To me, as a better, if I make a bet, I'm not going to try to, uh, you know, finesse my way to add another play or go the other way. I'm just going to sleep with the uh, or dance with the one who brung me. Almost was a bad slip of the tongue there, Pritch. Uh, but stick with my bet here with Detroit. What I'm banking there is these non-division home favorites done very well this year. Uh, also, uh, you know, you look at Texas, one of the worst teams mm -hmm. on the road, uh, 13 and 35. So it's dipped a little bit here, but definitely on. on uh, already put my bet in minus 117 with. Detroit, their bats have gotten hot here recently, Pritch. So I think that's what you're banking on. A um, couple more. I wanted to add Atlanta. Atlanta okay. lost the first game of the doubleheader today. Uh, they lost three to two. They actually had kind of a sharp move there. Uh, I think they're like plus 115 down to like plus 110. But game two, this is 
uh, I can't even pronounce the guy's name for the Padres, Nair, K-N-E-H-R, going up against uh, Wilson here for Atlanta. Kind of a sharp move to the Braves. This open game two, the Braves getting around plus 105. Now the Braves are minus 117. So that game's going to start here in about, I think about a half hour, 20 minutes. Move to the Braves in game two of the doubleheader. Uh, plays I really like, Pritch, um, are uh, are the later games, the White Sox. Right. The White Sox, to me, are checking off quite a few boxes mm -hmm. here. They got steamed once and got steamed again. That was another play I wrote about in the newsletter. You got on that earlier feeling good. They opened like minus 126. They're up to like minus 155. Uh, I'm also on St. Louis. Good move to St. Louis here. Um, they went from around around even money or a pick them to like minus 120. And my one dog play of the day, uh, hoping I can cash a big plus money payout. I'm going to take a shot in the Giants. I think okay. the Giants with that big move, like plus 160 to plus 140, you're not getting the best of it. Uh, but I think they could maybe sneak up here on the Dodgers. It's been neck and neck so far. And uh, maybe they can get it done with a big move with Webb here tonight going up against Urias. Yeah, you know, I cashed a, a ticket on the Giants on Monday. Uh, Posey, welcome back to the lineup there for the Giants for sure. So your gross play was the second game of the doubleheader between the Padres and Atlanta. That was my gross one. And why is it gross, Pritch? Because uh, Padres are a really good team. Atlanta Braves are below 500 uh, yet. And what's funny is typically, you know, doubleheaders, I do like favorites in game two, uh, which would match with Atlanta. There have been more uh, sweeps historically than splits, but that move just as fishy. If San Diego is the better team with a better record and they won the first game, why is it kind of a pick em opener and moving further to the Braves? Tells me a little bit of Braves money coming in there. Um, and Pritch, we're up against it. I want to just throw one thing at you okay. uh, to end the show today. Um, what do you think about the Oakland A's coming to Las Vegas? Because this is something I read. I just read an article on ESPN about this. Mm -hmm. um, the city council of Oakland just had it a vote. They actually voted in favor of this new development. It's going to be $12 billion. I don't understand how it's $12 billion, which is crazy <laughs> here, Pritch, because uh, a lot of these other stadiums are much lower than that. Right. Uh, I don't know if they got, uh, you know, a NASA, you know, station there as well or something going on, but it's a non-binding agreement. And the A's president, Dave uh, Caval or Caval, um, he's actually in Vegas. He's scouting out uh, a spot in Vegas. It seems like this guy, this team president for the A's wants to move to Vegas. So let me ask you, Pritch, you started with the aces mm -hmm. and the WNBA, right? Uh, then you get the Vegas golden Knights. Now you got the Raiders. What do you think the chances are? Fingers crossed that the Oakland A's become the Las Vegas A's. That would be pretty cool. Well, I know the locals don't have a taste for public money for it. Uh, so I don't know what the A's are looking for. And I think a lot of people are skeptical that way, that they're trying to use Vegas to sweeten a deal up there in Oakland, maybe. Uh, but I don't know if there's an appetite for public money out here to help the A's build a new stadium. So if they did it privately, uh, I think everybody in Vegas would love it and will welcome it. To be honest with you, their AAA affiliate is out here. The Aviators, they're out there in Summerlin. Uh, and they're a great ticket. A lot of people enjoy the games watching a AAA team here of the Oakland Athletics. So we'll see what happens, though. But I, I know that there's no appetite for public money, especially after the Raiders, $750 million for that stadium. Yeah, if it can be privately funded, and I'll just say this, Pritch, I was in Vegas last week. It was like 117 degrees. <laughs> right. There better be a retractable roof stadium. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs> Throw some AC in there, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Outdoor baseball in the summer would not fly. Uh, great job as always, Josh. Uh, thanks a lot. That was awesome. Have a great day, Pritch. Always a pleasure working with you. Sounds good. Absolutely. Same here. Uh, my guys in the desert coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.